Welcome to the Short Stay Podcast for property owners, managers, and investors worldwide. I'm Elaine Watt from Holiday Let Success, a Short Stay Show Ambassador. I'll be sharing with you business success stories, top tools and resources, and interviews with industry experts. Are you ready? Here we go. Welcome to the show. I'm excited to welcome Deborah Heather today. Now, Deborah joins me from Quality and Tourism. As part of M Assessment Services, they help hospitality owners assure guests that their host is dedicated to high standards within their business to ensure a memorable guest experience. Welcome to the show, Deborah. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me, Elaine. It's my pleasure. It was so nice to meet you in person in uh, Barcelona. We bumped into each other at the Short Stay Summit, which was fantastic. So it's great to you know get a few more minutes together to to delve into a little bit about what it is that you do. So let's start by finding out a bit about your background and how you got started in the industry. Oh, long story short. Um, actually, I worked in hotels for donkey's years. My, my career for 20 years was in hotels from everything from event management to reservations and revenue management, including sales. And then I became a general manager. And actually, my last hotel job was as an MD of a hotel in the state. Fantastic. Okay, so you've yeah. always been in hospitality. And I guess throughout any hospitality you start to see how important quality is and you uh, you're part of m assessment services and you work as the brand as well quality and tourism tell us a little bit about how they both began and how they how they work together because we'll see both of these different names so m assessment services is the is i guess the parent company um i run m assessment services but we needed a different brand because we we run different contracts for different companies it's always been an, an equivalent of assessment services so that is our specialism um, and we do it in various different industries although hospitality is the largest one so uh, we assess some training providers under some contracts that we have with the government we have uh, something called customer service excellence which we also operate but they have their own brands and they all fall under an uh, assessment services whereas quality and tourism was always our tourist brand our hospitality brand where we looked at products um, under that, we used to do uh, the Visit England schemes until about three years ago. And we did that for a long time with slightly different ownership of the company. But yeah, we did it for over 15 years. Uh, so we've just taken that. That was always our brand. And we've taken that on as an independent and we're driving it forward. Great stuff. It's really exciting to, to hear directly from you. So, so let's... Do- Give us an understanding of exactly how working with a standard body such as quality and tourism benchmarking works for us as short stay providers. Um, so quality and tourism, I guess the biggest thing we do and the thing I always say to people is uh, we know the good, the bad and the ugly. So we've worked in the traditional industry for donkey's years and our assessors see 300 to 500 properties a year. They're really, really experienced. So they really help people benchmark themselves to improve their services and what they offer to consumers, uh, to keep driving their business forward because continuous improvement is just a given these days. You know, it's absolutely essential. Um, So really, it's to support you to do the best that you can uh, within your industry, um, within your business. I think the thing for me is when we worked in the traditional market, 
the gradings that are out there or, or the gradings that were operated by governments were often very out of date. The big thing they hadn't really recognized is this change in culture, this change in dynamic across the industry. So people don't necessarily want a hotel that offers dinner these days and they're more than happy to go and stay in somebody else's apartment to, to, as, as we know from the short uh, stay market so we've been allowed to reinvent ourselves but with all the history of the great service experiences and the bad service experiences that we've gathered along the way um, just to support businesses so can you give us an idea of how things are changing because we know that you are now part of the short-term accommodation association where you now provide the accreditation how will how do you think accreditation will benefit the industry as a whole i think there's something about legitimizing the industry i think it's great that there's this uh as i say new dynamic new segment of the industry that's come up um and, and not least so that it challenges the more traditional industry who let's face it have possibly got a bit complacent in terms of what they offer and how they go about things i do think it's a it's a really valuable uh, segment of the industry to challenge that traditional operator and those that have got a little bit complacent or even arrogant about how they look after their customers um, the biggest other thing is, I mean, our, our leaning has been about consumer protection. We've, we've been really keen to make sure that as many operators, if not all of them, do it as, as best as they should so that they are protecting the consumer. So that, that's our key other focus. And that leads me nicely into my, the next question I was going to ask you is, let's have a look at this from the guest perspective. How does it benefit them? How, how I guess, how will they know the property that they are booking is accredited? Okay, uh, two parts to that question. So we did a lot of research when we built our scheme. And, and we've obviously done it alongside the STAA when we're working with them. Um, but our initial point of, of research was, was going out to consumers that stayed in properties across the sec sections, you know, hotels to, uh, to short stay to glamping. Uh, we did an awful lot of research. And from that, we built a white paper, which basically said that actually this is some of the things that hosts and operators need to be offering are not, they're a given to the consumer. The consumer assumes those people are doing it. And they actually assume that, uh, that it's mandatory and it's being checked, which is not always the case. So I think the industry to gain credibility has to be offering these things, has to be making sure consumers are protected and they have the basics in place. For me, we started with a framework called Safe, Clean and Legal. And under that scheme, we cover off fire safety, we cover off trading standards, uh, so and we cover off environmental health. And, and, and that's basically what it means, safe, clean and legal. So the cleanliness helps us check that there's no fraud and the property actually exists because we obviously send somebody out to check. But it's simple things. It doesn't have to be overcomplicated, but you really do have to have a gas certificate. Our scheme insists that you have to have CO detectors because it's it's about consumer safety. What the consumer doesn't know, they don't know. And, and our duty as, as hosts and operators is to protect those consumers uh, and give them the best possible experience. So it's not, there's a safety aspect, but there's also a quality aspect to it. So we insist that everybody has safe, clean and legal if they come onto our scheme. And from that, they can actually still get star rated to say what quality they are as well. Um, the second part of your question was around how they let consumers know. Well, we, we know the OTAs operate um, with very different systems. And if we ask them all to change their systems to, to accommodate accreditation, then, then seriously, we, that wouldn't really work. So what people do is drop them into, drop the accreditation into their pictures. 
so that they can show they're doing it. Um, we've, we've really worked a campaign, uh, especially in the southwest of the UK initially, to really get that public perception up around uh, accreditation. But I, st I still think it's hugely important to, to guests because if, you, if you're searching on an OTA, Expedia always used to make this point, say you wanted to, you know where you want to go, so you're going, you're looking for a town or a location or something like that. Actually, 80% of the follow, of the search after the location was always on the grading of the property. So right. that just shows how it does influence consumers. They may not know the, the, the detail of why somebody might get a rating, but they have an assumption of that they know what level they want to be looking for. So I guess they might not want to staff they've got a gaggle of children that they think might be a bit chaotic and they want you know they don't want something that's too upmarket but I don't know for another occasion they may want something at a higher level so it's a really good communication tool for consumers to understand what they're buying right that makes sense so on that that note if somebody has gone through your system they've come out they are now accredited do you give a logo a badge and how yeah. how are how are you how are people stopped from copying that badge okay so we have a uh, we have digital logos which we can take away um, our our accreditation is rolling so not like other schemes so I, if you're accredited in february say and your gas certificate runs out in april our computer, our system, our software sends you a, a prompt to get a new gas certificate over. And unless that gas certificate comes in time, your accreditation's disappeared. So we take away the digital uh, use of our mark, which just makes sure that all of the basic things are checked off to protect the consumer um, in between visits. So, and also it helps as a reminder for people that, that are operating and need that. Um, you get a certificate and we do have plaques, but because everything is so digitalized these days, most people are not really putting um, little signs up outside saying they're three star anymore, less so anyway. So, yeah. Makes sense. Okay. You, you, you've pointed out quite rightly that it is one of the most used search facilities on the OTAs, the listing sites. Would you say from that, the guests are actually choosing an accredited property over a property that hasn't been through checks such as yours in your experience? Uh, yes, definitely. I think, uh, and I think it's happening more and more in the short stay market. Obviously the short stay market has been quite fragmented, I guess, all over different places, but as it professionalizes, and it definitely is, there's some great operators out there, um, as it professionalizes, people will ha have had a mixture of experiences, especially if they're regular users. And they will definitely start to look, and they, as they did in the traditional industry, they will. They are definitely starting to look for places that they know has had a professional, third-party, almost moderation visit, um, to support them. I mean, there's all sorts of the press obviously pick on everything bad about about this industry, which they would do because it's 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 new and it's different and it's difficult to understand unless you're necessarily involved. But um, all of this accreditation will help will help communicate and, and consumers will get savvy to that more and more as they go along yeah most definitely okay so makes total sense somebody fairly new to the industry or even experienced decides right now's the time for me to to go ahead and, and get accredited what is the main focus of the inspection how how, how do you get started coming to you as, as a provider? What are the steps? 
Um, it's a really fairly easy application form. So you just go online and apply and that comes through to us. We obviously ask you to upload any certification. So, so you, there is clear lists of things that we'd be advising and looking at when we when we talk to you or see you. So there are things that are not mandatory, but we would recommend. And then as we get all of the informa information we need, we just contact you and make a visit. Now, as I say, the, the, the visit's the important thing. So mustn't think of them as inspectors. They're not inspectors. Uh, we've long passed that phase. They're, uh, they're a friend and they're there to help you get your business off the, off, off the floor, off the, on, the, on its way, basically. Um, and actually this whole thing about the 300 to 500 properties a year and the good, the bad and the ugly, the advice they can give anecdotally in terms of running your business uh, is really invaluable. That's, that's constantly the feedback that we get. It's, it's the visit, it's capturing what you're trying to do and the best way to promote yourself. And even just simple things. Um, they'll talk to you, I don't know, about blinds. If you're going to welcome children and the strings on blinds and what you should do to make sure that there's no risk there, you would just never think of this stuff. We wouldn't think of it in your own home, but clearly when somebody is paying to use yours, you have to sort of go a little bit further. But they're not massive steps. They're just simple, common sense stuff. And as I say, they'll help you with promoting yourself. One of the big things is that one of my passions is about telling the truth to your customers. And trading standards is a big part of safe, clean and legal. So, you know, advertise yourself, be honest on your website. It's, it's, or be honest on when you're on OTAs and advertising yourself. That for me is fundamental because then you get the customer knows they're getting what they expected. I think for years, the analog age, especially in hospitality, and I put my hands up in hotels, we were terrible. It was all about, you know, the brochures only show the best bedrooms and there wasn't the, you know, they didn't give the impression of the issues. And, and obviously the digital age came along and we got TripAdvisor and we got all of the other uh, feedback sites and they help and they're important, but those are not, they're not experts. That, you know that's other guests visiting so for, for one guest to another there's a bit of peer-to-peer -peer, okay that's quite interesting but you know what they sound a bit strange because they're doing that and they're saying that that's not what I want and, and everybody sort of takes it all with a pinch of salt and it's it's very it's very subjective uh, whereas this is professionals doing the same thing giving you professional advice on how to do it for you properly and to look after your customers as well yeah, makes total sense. So what are the costs involved for someone who's wanting to get one property looked at? And, and how does that go across, say, somebody who's got an enormous portfolio of hundreds of properties and they want to get them all done? How, how is that handled? So the small provider starts, it's really simple. So our safe, clean and legal accreditation framework that supports, and this basically is, this is the customer guarantee that you are literally safe, clean and legal um, as a product. Uh, that starts from £100. So it's really cheap. It's, it's a really inexpensive, um, it's, it's not time consuming, it doesn't involve a lot of work, but it does make sure you have the basic principles of safety in place to protect those guests. From there on, if you've got a two bedroomed apartment, say, you could get a star rating for 125. Now that is including the safe, clean and legal. So it's an extra 25 pounds more. So it's, it's not a big commitment, it's annual. And you know, you, you get a chance to, to make sure you've got something that tells customers that you've got the right stuff in place. We tend to, we price, our pricing is based on how long it will take our assessor to visit and to uh, talk and work with the customer. So if you think of it as a sort of consultancy piece, then it, 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 that sort of works out. Um, so you may get a, a bed and breakfast for two, from 250, you may get a hotel from 400-ish. But uh, as, in terms of service departments, 
if you've got a block and you've got the whole block and they're all two and three bedroomed, we would want to see a percentage of them. The other thing we've got is what we call a company accreditation and, and quite a few of the STAA guys have gone through that. Um, and we've been astounded because a lot of these management companies that have, have set up in, in this side of the industry don't come traditionally from a hospitality background, but their approach I mean, there is, their approach is incredible. I, I feel like the traditional industry and the short-term market have got so much to learn from each other if they just stop banging heads. Um, <laughs> and hopefully we can be the, that, those people in the middle that can help them with that communication piece. Yeah, maybe you can be that bridge. Yeah, exactly. So, so some of the stuff from the traditional market that we could share with a, with a, a modern company that's operating uh, as a management company in the short-term market and vice versa. There is so much great stuff going on. It's incredible. Um, but yes, so we do a company accreditation, which means that we're looking at them doing what we would do, but doing it properly. So, so are they checking gas certificates? Are they looking at uh, PCI compliance? So they're making sure they're taking payments. Are they protecting their clients' money, both the owner of the property and the owner uh, um, and the guest that's coming in? So how they separate their monies out? And it's just, it's just. A sensible check that they're operating properly and we have a mark for that too so for big operators a management company setup is, is probably the right way to go got it so so yeah. you're able to work with who whoever yeah. we are wherever yeah. we are in our in our business journey you're able to to help us as providers make sure we're providing the best and the right thing exactly that yeah it makes yeah. total sense now you're uk only is that right do you have any plans no, we, for expansion or well we're certainly trying to work in europe in fact we are working with a couple of companies in europe now which is great um we uh, operate on the channel islands and in the isle of man um also talking to Southern Ireland and, you know, fingers crossed, this is something we want to grow and grow. I think, I mean, our, our view is we'd love to go worldwide, but obviously you have to have a reasonability about this. How that might work out, I, we, we work with the um, grading council in South Africa as well. So, I mean, there are opportunities to have a franchise model of it, use our, use our assessment criteria. So we're, we're working on those things, but definitely our ambition is to conquer the world. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Well, the industry is worldwide, so is. I'm sure I'm sure you're going to follow it around as well. That's really exciting. Uh, it's, it's so interesting to hear what it is you do, because I, I know that, as you mentioned, at some stage, inspectors are gone but some people will be a little bit apprehensive. So it's, it's really, really good to just be able to, to speak to you, to, to share who you are, what you're about, how approachable and lovely you are. Oh. And of course, how everybody is with the team as well. I mean, I was, I was very, very lucky to, to chat to one of the team at the Short Stay Show, not the Barcelona one that we met at, the, uh, the original London Excel, and I recorded a few words there as well. And they were all, of course, absolutely lovely too. Um, but anyone listening, do head to Holiday Let Success and listen to episode 90 to hear what they had to say that'll give you a full review and overview of the short stay show but it is it's just superb to, to hear how how lovely everybody is and how approachable and how non-inspector like you all are and I think that's I think what's important <laughs> it is it's really important Elaine and, and actually the, the thing that I'd like to reiterate is you can't not pass this 
you know, if you're not ready to get the mark, we'll tell you how to get there. It's not a case of pass or fail. This is a whole, we are there to support you through it, to help you get through it. Clearly, we need a minimum standard because it is about supporting and, and helping consumers be protected. But, you know, this is a, if you have to send something to us later on to say you've done this action that was on the list, then that's great. And then we'll send the mark. Yeah. It's, it's, it's as simple as that quite yeah and and i love the way that you just you just rounded that off by saying you know it's it's not a we're we're testing you and then there you go you've failed you've got to the end and it's not worked it's you're you're helping get to that position where you're offering a, a really good quality and, and you're there to provide the support to get to that position and then yeah. prove it with the the logo the emblem at the end which yeah. uh, i think is great really really good so we touched on the short stay show at London XL. We mentioned that uh, your team were there. How important would you say this event is to the development of the short stay community and industry? Um, I, I think it's fundamental. I think it's, uh, it's, it was really professionally done last year. It was incredible. The visitors they got, the networking opportunities. It was a really supportive look at the community. I think um, it's opened up more this year. It's apparently nearly doubled in size, which is amazing. Um, for us, it was talking to people who, it's this thing. I mean, as I say, there's traditional operators in this new segment. I'm using that so I can use it as examples. The reality is it's a blurring of lines between the industry. And I think this, this show just captures all of the new stuff and gives access to everybody that, that, wouldn't possibly think of themselves as a short-term operator but they are um so i i, I honestly fantastic and i and i well worth the investment um this year we're doing a big section for destination management organizations so for operators that's the person that might run visit kent or visit york or welcome to yorkshire sorry or visit devon or visit cornwall um so we're doing a big section to support those people to, to drive this level of accreditation and professional operating within their areas because clearly for them they want to be able to help operators in their areas to, to sell their product but but they need to know more about it as well so no I think it's amazing it, it's an amazing show so we're, we're really excited to see you at the short stay show on the 12th of March thanks for giving us an idea of what you think about it and, and just an insight into what it is that we're going to see from you there so thank you for that now let's draw on some of your own experience and, and your ideas and what, what you see on a day-to-day -day basis and, and bring that into the next question is, where do you think the future of the short stay industry is headed? I think it will just carry on becoming more and more innovative. I think people will look at really exceptional and different products as much as they can. I think it will merge more into the business world, which, which, uh, actually for your hosts and your operators and your management companies that sort of stuff they need to be quite mindful of that because um, we a bit of background but we started our parent company we started a travel management company on their behalf so that operates under M assessment services um, and part of that was about ensuring things like well-being and uh, a sustainability bits of our CSR policy were all embedded within our culture and our travelers being able to have the best experience almost the duty of care bit so I, I i believe that the short stay market will go and align itself with the business travel uh, world as well because currently they can't really do it they don't have the right 
insurances, the right cover. Um, there's a, a lot higher um, threshold for insurance for a, for a business traveller in terms of their their parent their company's insurances. Um, but I, I think I think they have the ability to really take the sky's the limit. Yeah, um, but yeah, it, it's a really exciting time in the industry. Most definitely, really interesting insight there as well. Not something that I could speak to a lot of people ask them a very similar question because i really want to know what people think so that's interesting to hear your your perspective thank you for that okay so somebody new starting out in the industry how would you advise them to get started with marketing their property okay as far as marketing i'm transparency so my trading standards thing just don't lie it's just not worth it because all you get is dissatisfied customers uh, i think there's something about really behaving responsibly and i go back to my my thing with health and safety i guess because i've been exposed to bad things happening to people in in, in properties then then i'm possibly more fussy about it but i think it's understandable can't go wrong with cleanliness. Cleanliness is essential. You can have a tired product, you can have a one in a dodgy area, but if it's clean, people will really appreciate that. And, I, and the other thing is behave responsibly. So think about your neighbors, think about your community. Uh, the more you can network with the restaurant down the road and, and talk to them about what you're doing, the more support you'll get locally. Um, I think it's really important that people understand the incremental spend that they, that this industry produces. I, I was talking to somebody a couple of weeks ago, actually I heard a presentation, and they were saying that Chester in, in one 12-month period had had nine million pounds worth of business through Airbnb. Wow. It's not just that though, but think of that money they've spent on restaurants and, and pubs and entertainment and shopping. The incremental spend is, is essential for communities, but you have to let communities understand how important it is so there is something about behaving really responsibly as you would do as a neighbor um, yes. i think it, it, the principle of that has to apply um, and yeah just just be as proactive as possible the more you can do to give a guest a, a, an authentic experience the more they will appreciate that um, it, it's a great industry it's great from from the perspective of a guest's point of view and really allowing people to get something as i say it's authentic um, authentic honest and safe <laughs> yes absolutely well said well, thank yeah. you so much i really love that those pieces of advice were very very practical and, and really implement easily into their businesses thank you so much for spending the time to come and chat with us today deborah it's been a real pleasure and i will look forward to meeting you once more on the 12th of march at excel at the short stay show how can people get in touch with you uh okay you can have, look me up on linkedin um we, if you contact us at Quality and Tourism, so it's www.qualityandtourism.com, there's a contact page at, uh, where you can whisk through a request, or by all means, drop me an email. It's deborah.heather at m-assessment.com. Fantastic. And of course, I'll make sure those are linked up in the show notes and you can find those at shortstay.show. Thanks once more for coming to speak to me today and I'll see you again very soon. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to the Short Stay podcast. Find us online at shortstay.show where you can learn more and get involved. We'll see you there.